0: Hi there, this is Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive. Thank you so much for being here. For those who may be new to the show, if you would like to watch these episodes, please use the link in the description or go to the Animal Intuitive channel on YouTube. Interested in learning how to know what animals are thinking and feeling? Check out all of my animal communication classes and certification, including my free intro class, Unlocking the Secrets of Animal Communication, at my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. And finally, please don't forget to help the channel out by leaving a five star review. It is greatly appreciated and really does help keep this show going. I am Ann Angela Webb, The Animal Intuitive. This is the Animal Intuitive channel where we give animals a voice through animal communication, holistic pet care, all things to support animals and and the pet parents as well. Tonight, I'm gonna be talking about some DNA testing that I did with my dogs because I know that a lot of people are interested in these tests. I did a lot of research before I purchased one or a couple of them actually. And I felt like it would just be a fun topic to talk about my DNA reveal please bear with me because as I said, things did not pull in the way I wanted them to. So I'm kind of having to like, we'll do our best. I hope you stick around. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. And I'm so glad that everyone's here. And tonight I have this as an interesting topic, DNA. It's a little bit in depth. So I'm kind of just gonna share with you the results that I had with my pets and talk a little bit about the experience that I had with these tests. So thank you. No, Mac, no worries. (laughs) Okay. So basically what I did was I used, so just to give you an overview, I used Embark recently. So I used Embark for both of my animals to do both genetic, well, the DNA, and then also for one of my dogs, I did some, a little bit extra. I bought like an extra thing to test his, his gut. So However, I had about nine years ago, my dog Cheyenne is 10, about nine years ago, I did her, she might've been 10 years ago, I used Wisdom Panel, which is another DNA testing. Now that was of course a very long time ago. Um, I can actually still access that, those records though, which is really interesting that you're able to do that. Um, So I am able to look back and do a comparison, which I thought was interesting, because then I could say, well, okay, how correct were they with Wisdom Panel compared to Embark? So let me just see if I can get any of these pictures to show. It's not going well. They're not coming in here. I don't know why. Let me see if I can do this a different way, though. I just want to try this real quick so that it's not just me talking. I'd like to be able to Share these with you guys. No, we don't want that. Ooh, this is all screwed up. Wait a minute. No, it's not gonna let me do it easily. All right, I can use my my messy notes there. Okay. Let's just try to share it with my, I'll just share their website with you. I think that would be probably the best way to do this. Okay. So, so I have to just kind of disclaimer that the wisdom panel results are quite old. However, I think you'll see that there's, there, I don't think they would be much different at this point in time when, when I compare them to embark. It's kind of interesting how this stuff works. So, Let me start actually with Kane. He's a little bit simpler. Kane is, we thought, so I had some surprising results and that's part of why I wanted to share this with you. So Kane is, we thought, a German Shepherd, but looky here. We find out that he's 24.6% Border Collie. So that was quite shocking. We did not expect that. Let me just see if I can actually bring up his picture. So this would be, I don't know if you can see those. Can you see? Okay, so here's all their little pictures. So this is Cain on the left and a Border Collie on the right. And Kane <laughs> looks pretty German Shepherd, right? Like that, I would not have questioned that. We were actually told that from the rescue that it got him that by the people that they rescued him from, that he came from a breeder and that so it wasn't questioned i don't know they didn't get any certification or anything and it turns out he is he's got this kind of almost a quarter border collie so i can kind of see in him and it sometimes so it's just sort of the positioning of his ears here's another picture of him oh gotta go over here to do this since we're not okay, there he is again. You can kind of see where his ears are kind of flopped. Um, that sometimes he kind of could have that border collie look, um, but we were really surprised about that he was border collie. And he acts like a German shepherd. I mean, he's just got German shepherd traits, so we wouldn't question it. When we look at, so this is a little background or the back door view of how things look on Embark. I'm going to share this with you so you can see. So, you can look at their breed and ancestry. Oh, he's got two new care resources. I didn't even see that. What are they? Oh, he's a heavy shatter. Okay, that's one of them. Okay, I think they're trying to sell some things over here. So, the research ah, where did it go? Breed and ancestry. Okay, so this kind of gives a little bit of an overview i mean it this is what a german shepherd is they talk about their courageous a keen sense of smell border oops border collies are energetic and work oriented herding dogs nothing too shocking and then if you go down here you have this like really in-depth list of their dna breed origins and i was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? I just want to mention too, I'm not affiliated with any of these. So this is like very, I'm not receiving any funding for any money for doing this. I wanted to give you a completely unbiased overview at the point I'm recording this. You know if one day I could be, but right now I, I am not being paid to do this. or receiving any funding for, to do this. So. They have, they go over this whole thing, dogs have thirty nine pairs of chromosomes, um, almost double humans of twenty three and they sort of explain that, but then I was like, Well well what do these mean? So I wanna just mention they were pretty helpful at Embark because I wanted to better understand what on this chromosome, how much of this, what is chromosome one? I mean, I had no idea. So border collie seems to be part of this and German shepherd. This one over here, we have all German shepherd on this chromosome That's the second one. So it was like that going through this, all of them, it was like, well, what, what portion of this chromosome and what are they so anyway the people over there were pretty helpful they sent me this list i think this might be the one thing that did for some reason work i was able to get this to show up um yeah so this is kind of like the very extensive list but it it shows over here you can kind of see so number 13 and then it explains what that is and this is a so it's a so that was nice i mean they were very easy to contact um as far as like i had to email them i will say that with embark compared to wisdom because i called wisdom because i was trying to find out am i going to be looking at the current way your site looks for If somebody buys your panel, your testing, is it going to look like that? And they did explain to me mine won't because it was older, but I was able to call them, which I liked with Embark. I wasn't able to get in touch with someone over the phone. That was the only thing I didn't care for, but it wasn't a huge deal. They got in touch with me pretty fast. Okay. So that is, that that's the chromosome piece. And one of the things I wanted to talk about with German Shepherds was people, one of the common questions, I kind of did a little Google search, what do people want to know most about these testings? And one of the questions that came up was, do they show hip dysplasia? So with hip dysplasia, you can't do DNA testing for it. Apparently you've got to do the the like AKC standard for it. They have to do a certain type of X-ray. You You can't just do this and find out if your dog has a predisposition to getting hip dysplasia. Now, degenerative myelopathy, you can, so that was interesting. So there is a benefit to, to doing this because you can find out a lot about, so look, they have of the 256 genetic health risks we analyzed, we found one result for him. And luckily, so he had, let me see, he had one copy of the variant we tested and it said he is not at risk for developing this based on that. Certainly, I'll talk to my vet about it and see this is nice because you can just share your vet information. You can send this to your vet. So that's an advantage of this. So I guess he's got some inbreeding here. Coefficient of inbreeding is 12%, so that's interesting. traits. This is kind of like an overview. Explore the genetic behind his appearance. So darker or fur can have dark fur. These are sort of, I don't know, it, this is kind of more of an overview. So also though, you can go to, you can look up his relatives. So I did email some people. <laughs> I went a little crazy. I think I sent out like, six or seven of these to his closest family members one person got back to me but it was interesting because she was able to show me that where is this she was able to give me some information about where he was potentially bred which i had up here and now it's gone but it was nice to be able to just kind of look at the kennel and just get some information about that. That may be where he was bred, but it would be where at least he has some relatives that were from there, which is probably more likely. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I, I like the interface here. And then I also did, oh, and I also did gut health for him. So he's had some, you can kind of tell like he, his gut wasn't always the greatest. We got him at about three and a half and he had had, not the best food. He didn't have the best upbringing until he was, oops, what do we got here? This isn't loading, but it was helpful to see that. We ended up taking some measures after that. And I think actually his, he had some, he had something done that I, his uh, vet is actually going to come on the show in the near future who wrote a book. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, That has to do with gut health but um, it helped to know that it was rather off his gut microbiome, which we suspected, but it was helpful to see more in-depth in information. I was hoping I could show you this, but for some reason it's not showing me. Oh, there you go. Here it is, Kane's report card. He does not have a balanced microbiome. He has missing common bacteria. This was when we did this, so this was back in June, I think it was. He didn't have any harmful bacteria. It may have been May, actually. And so this is interesting to see. It can tell you what bacteria is missing. And we were able to talk with his vet about this. She felt it was very helpful. She felt it was evidence-based and it helped us make some decisions about some things we decided to do with him. So, You know, you can really go down a rabbit hole with these tests. And so if you like that stuff and you like to research and dive in, this is, it can be very helpful and you do have to pay extra though. So I'll talk a little bit more about pricing in a minute. And then I did Cheyenne, so I will show you her. Let's see. Okay, so. this is I wanted to show you this picture here, can I, let's see nope, that's not going to work Yes, I I don't know why I was just able to do it, and now I can't. I did want you to be able to see a picture of her just to kind of... Oh, there you go. Okay, so that is Cheyenne, and that is one of the dogs that Cheyenne supposedly is, according to Wisdom Panel. So I'm going to show you the Wisdom Panel that was done a long time ago. So that is a bulldog, if you recognize. (laughs) You may recognize that's a bulldog. Now, I don't know if you think that she looks at all like a bulldog, but the only thing I can say is that she does have, I guess when she squinches up her forehead, like sometimes you can kind of, I don't know, maybe think that there could be little folds there maybe. Her sister though, they came up as a litter from North Carolina, her sister does have a lot of the folds. So, and is not as furry and neither is her brother so i could kind of see it in them and then her stance is a little bit she's kind of got that stance but let me show you what embark i'll do the comparison so here's cheyenne wisdom panel a long time ago when she was a baby they indicated now this is i guess their interface may look a little different than this right now this was her 25% Bulldog, 25% Manchester Terrier, which is also known as a Rat Terrier, 12.5% Chow, you can see that. You can kind of see Labrador, 12.5%. And then they have this like breed groups, Herding, Terrier, Guard. Um, So then you compare that to now with the Embark, and what do they say? Do these come out? to be the same or similar. Okay, so this was interesting because they have her 33.6% American Pit Bull Terrier. <laughs> I'll bring her picture back up in a second. American Foxhound, that wasn't in there. Laboratory Retriever was in there, Chow was in there. German Shepherd, so they went and they further identified that herding breed. So she's got some of the German Shepherd like a brother. And then they also had Boxer. So I would say that there were some things that were similar that showed up, but not everything. And so it was interesting too because I did some research to figure out, well, what's the deal with are is maybe the these are they distinguishing actually for a American pit bull terrier? There's a lot of discussion on the internet about this. Wisdom panel does not identify the American pit bull terrier in their research or in their DNA, they kind of put them all together. So they would not have her show up as an American pit bull terrier. They don't do that testing. And I, and so this was where also Embark was very responsive because I did reach out to them and I asked them, do you stand by your research as far as saying that she is a, a pit bull terrier? And they did respond and said that this is what they said about that in their testing. I'm sorry, this should be like in front of my face, but it wouldn't load as things got really messy tonight with my tech, it was a little crazy. They basically said, I don't wanna have you sitting here waiting, they basically said that they do distinguish, they do test for it that it is its own breed in their opinion and so they stand by that that she would be actually a pit bull and so once again so this is Cheyenne with a compared to a pit bull and you I mean I guess you can kind of see the stance again I guess that's not showing her from the front but you can kind of see it but not really (laughs) yeah she doesn't really look like a pitbull and thank you again for being here tonight i know things are a little screwy but i do appreciate it if you help us out here on the channel give us a thumbs up and uh share us it does help so thank you so much mel mac mel mac is very helpful and i appreciate you so much thank you um so i just thought this was cute and funny that she is this pitbull now her personality is she's got an anxiousness to her. She just can't, kind of came kind of timid to me. This is the, her baby picture. And you can kind of just look at her and see her personality. She's very timid and, but she does have this like spunkiness to her and she knows what she wants. So she can be kind of demanding. So I guess I could, you know, see, you know, that sort of stronger personality. that you might associate with a pit bull terrier um and i do not put them in a category of aggressive i do not actually when you look at the studies they show that there's some interesting studies that show some other breeds that you would never think test. dependent it is certain tests that they're doing that you wouldn't necessarily everyone might not agree those are standards of is this something that shows a dog is more aggressive but they did do certain testing that show that actually the bull Terrier is less aggressive. It's just a matter of how they're raised, essentially. Okay, so I just want to check in the chat. I am going to talk about the cats, too, because I did look into that. Okay, so I thought this was kind of funny. I asked the AI on the program I use for pictures to give me a picture of Kane and that Kane, the German Jeopard, and the Collie, and this is what they came up with. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what they would look like if they got together, but there you go. All right, so... Now, okay, so I showed you the comparison of the two, and that was essentially that. Yeah, so this there's some websites out there that talk about a pit, pit bull versus bulldog. They get really deep into it, but again, Embark stands behind it. So I, yeah, she is an angel. She's adorable. So this is the a comparison on a website DNAweekly.com. I really, it was getting overwhelming trying to compare these two because they have different options for each one. Like it's not like there's just one thing you can buy from Embark and one thing you can buy from Wisdom. They have different levels. So this site was helpful because it showed a little bit of a chart here some things that are common to their basic ones. So the breed testing, but they both have 350 plus breeds that they look for. The relative finer, now this is behind because this, the relative finer wisdom panel does that too now. So that has been, excuse me, that has been like updated and improved that you can now look for the relatives on both of these. So I really wanted that. I wanted to be able to find the relatives and find out about them and if they're like them and how they act and everything and how far away they might be. And I wanted to go show up at their house. and No, I'm just kidding. But my husband was like, yeah, no more emailing. (laughs) We got one response. I was normal. I mean, I just said our animals seem to be related, our dogs. I was just curious about yours. Anyway, health conditions tested 200 plus for both. So it seems though that this is something that I noticed. I think that from my research that it seems like the embark goes deeper into the health conditions, I would say. So if the, that would be kind of like the distinguishing thing. Um, and then the pricing is a little bit different. The starting price with um, this is something that stands out, is that the wisdom panel pricing seems to be a little bit less than Embark, but then you kind of have to look at what you're getting with the starting packets of the two of them. Um, so I was actually just, I had that up here. Okay. So is that showing? Yeah. Okay. They actually have a deal running right now. You might want to check it out. Um, Embark. I think they both do. Yeah. Wisdom panel has, uh, no, they don't have a deal going on, but the wisdom panel, this is their basic, and this is the breed mix tells you more than just it's a, sh- a Shih Tzu or Lhasa, la- how do you say that, Lhasa Apso. It can tell you why your dog has to herd your whole family after dinner. They go on and on about the breed basically in this basic pack and or basic testing. So you, they screen for 365 plus breeds. They do test for this MDR1 test. It's a medication sensitivity test find your dog relatives, and trace their family tree back three generations. So that's that's their intro one. Now, I will say that I kind of waited around with, I wasn't in a huge hurry to do this, and I ended up getting, I think, a Memorial Day deal with Embark. So you can, it's a lot of times you can get a deal with these, a, a discount. So yeah, you can see this is a little bit pricier. They have a discount right now going on but they have a different thing where they have their intro thing that's 99. So that's closer to the wisdom intro test, I guess you'd call it for the mixed breed is 99 and it's a breed again, breed breakdown and confirmation ancestry and geographic location. So they go back and they show you where they may come from relative finer, just like wisdom and then support from genetic specialist. I'm actually not sure what they're talking about with that. That one I didn't I sort of missed. I don't i not I guess maybe you can get that if you want it. If you purchase it. I'm not sure about that. I have to check that out. I didn't see that. So when you go up to purebred you got the same thing, but they do it different. They split it up. They have so if you don't know what your dog is, you do the mixed breed test and then if you do know your dog, I did the purebred for a cane because I thought he was just a pure German Shepherd and it worked out fine. It still showed me that he was also that border collie and then see you're going up in price to get the breed plus health test. And this is a two pack, but if you compare that to wisdom, they have three, I think. They have I'm also gonna tell you about the testing process and how that went. Okay, so they have wisdom premium. Oh sorry. Bring this down. Okay, so this one, yeah, so you have this the basic one, $84.99. Then it goes up to looks like they are having a sale on the essential right now so it's also 84.99 down from 104. that's everything in breed discovery you go deeper into it it's a more in-depth report you get insight into health and traits so you're getting some you're pretty sure your pup is 100 dash on but you can learn what health risks so that's like the one i got I showed some things with embark but from what i understand when i just i did some research into people's opinions about what they got for the um, health traits, between the two of these, people seem more satisfied with the Embark health traits. Um, again, I don't have the wisdom to look at as far as those go for a recent report, but it did seem like people felt like, do some research into it, see what you find if you feel like looking a little further to see what you get for that. Okay. Now, this is a thing, their breakdown of breeds, so they sort of claim that they give a better breakdown of breeds. And there was some information that I was, what I was finding is that it's difficult to actually break the breeds down to the degree that they say that you can break it down into. One of the articles I was looking at, was it this one? I think it was, yeah, this one, the wire cutter New York Times article. And we'll get into that cat part too. They were basically saying that it's it, from what they found that it's a little bit unlikely that they're actually giving you accurate breakdown when you get into these really small percentages of what they might have like a 2% of this, a 3% of this. So it gets kind of complicated. I didn't want to get into that myself and try to explain it on here. I'm not a specialist in DNA. It can get a little crazy, but if you want to deep dive into that, <laughs> this was actually a good article from New York comparing embark, and I'll put that in my description later so you can find it. So, okay. So, Let me see if any of you guys are asking questions that I'm missing here. Oh, okay, so we're talking about people now. (laughs) We're getting into people DNA. Red hair, Irish, okay. Uh, Oh, you did ancestry, got some interesting results, okay. Turnover time, okay, yeah. Let me go back to find that because I did take a note of that because I wanted to let you know about that. I went back into my emails to see. Um, I couldn't find how long it took me to get the original wisdom test. However, uh, of what people are saying, it took two to three weeks. It takes two to three weeks. That's what they say, actually, wisdom. And people are saying, yeah, it's two to three weeks to get their testing. So when I did this, the embark I did for Cheyenne, It took me about four days to get the kit. It took one day for the kit to get to the lab. And then it took two weeks from that point to get the results. So I guess, again, you're looking at, you're looking at about three weeks from start to finish, from the time you order it to the time that you get the results emailed to you. And then with Kane, that one, it, it took three weeks and his gut test came in like the day after I got the other information. So it didn't come all at once, but they do a lot of updating you. You get a lot of emails after you, you register your test and you send it in. They start sending you emails like your, your lab is on the way. Now it's in our office. Now it's being processed. You'll have about this much time left. So it's nice. They kinda, they update you and let you know. So I also wanted to mention the, Doing, so doing the, the test, so I hadn't done the wisdom panel in a long time, but I did the Embark and I compared them to what I was reading about how wisdom currently does it. So with Embark, you get like a cotton swab and you rub it in their cheek and you put it in this little packet, you put it in a box and then you send it off and everything. It's very straightforward. People were saying that like the wisdom was a little bit different. You have to let it dry for 30 or 60 seconds in a cup or something. And then you put it in the thing and you get two of them, I guess, in case you mess one up, you get one with Embark. But it's very simple. Just read the instructions before you start and get everything laid out and make sure you do it right. Uh, okay, so it's very simple. It was not an issue to, to rub it in their cheek. I didn't have a problem with them. It, it was fine. It wasn't a huge issue to do that okay so cat dna okay so your feline's genetic code is kind of when your feline a cat a feline's genetic code is more difficult to identify their breed than dogs so there are tests out there for this there's something called base paws and one and then wisdom panel also has testing there's probably some other ones but those were the two i initially saw But it's interesting because, like, Bayspaw says they test for only 21 different breeds, which to me is a fair amount. And the company stresses, though, that it is not a breed verification test. So they don't determine pedigree. I guess some breeders mistake it that it's a breed test with confirmation of their pedigree. So I guess you can't find out, like, they were the German Shepherd thing where I was trying to figure out, well, where did he come from? Um, his lineage, you can find that out with the dogs, but you can't find that out with the cats. And also, so they also mentioned that they don't test for all known cat breeds, and they also said they need more samples. They admit to this for their database, so they need to grow a little bit, I guess. Uh, Wisdom panel for cats also, they say that it tests for more than 70 cat breeds, plus dozens of genetic conditions and traits but it does say that they also can't they can't report a cat's exact lineage so they're basically saying that the breed that they detect could represent the background of a genetically related breed rather than the one reported so maybe it's not exact gives you kind of a a sense of what they are so it kind of seems it i thought about doing that but i'm not really sure i'm going to get what i would like out of it um which is exactly what my cat's breed is just so gia yes <laughs> gia i know she hasn't been here her tower is behind me you can't really see it it's, it's like right behind my head if she was here you would know she was here but so she has somewhere to go she could be here i think she may be locked in the room with my husband actually i think that's what's been happening when i've been in this new location because I moved the studio into a new area of where we are. And I think she keeps end up ending up in the other room when I'm doing the show. So that's why she hasn't been here, but I think she'd really like to be here. Yes, felines are complicated. Though you don't think your dogs would sit for the test. <laughs> I know you haven't seen her in a while. If my husband's listening, maybe he can send her out if she's available. I definitely think she's missing being on here. Um, So did anybody in the chat ever do this? Did they find that these things seem to make sense for you? I mean, to me, the most interesting thing about Cheyenne was that that one had her as a a bulldog and, and then this one actually went and said that she was actually a pit bull. And then you look at her and it's kind of funny. But she does, also she does boxer things, which she came up as having boxer. She kind of does that thing when she's, like, playing with other dogs. Oh, no, Tammy, you're... I don't think I saw your kitty had a stroke today. I'm sorry. Ugh. Well, you're definitely... You're in my prayers. She's in my prayers. I hope that things get better with her. Oh, I'm on your big screen. That's a little scary. I <laughs> these new TVs. The way they show stuff is like a little bit too in depth. I'm here. Do you? Is she here? You have to come here. Okay. Apparently, we have a guest. Oh no. Would you like to I Okay. Oh. Careful. I'm going to hit a light. Okay. Can you see it? You can't see her. <laughs> She's probably going to get angry at me. As some of you may know, Gia has a little bit of a temper. <laughs> there she is. Ooh. There's Gia. All right, she's handling it okay. She's kind of, like, stunned by the lights, so she's being okay. See, <laughs> so yeah, But, yeah, I'd like to verify how much she is Norwegian forest. I'm sure she's Norwegian forest cat, but, like, the percentage and everything, I don't know. There's definitely something else in there. So, <laughs> you miss everybody? Here you go. There we go. She's out of here. So I do think that this is beneficial. I think it's the thing that oh, also with Cheyenne, they showed something that she had that I was not aware of, which was like a liver enzyme that would show up as potentially oh it would it's always at a lower it could be at a lower level than it would normally be. So the thing about that is that if they go to test her for something then they may they may de- they need to keep that in mind. So if they test her for this for her liver enzymes and then this one is at a certain level, they have to think well this could be off because it's she has a predisposition to it being low. So and then see these are all her it's more colorful cuz she's all these different breeds of her chromosomes are all these different colors. So she is <laughs> she's kind of a daddy's girl in the sense that she it's kind of like she's figured out that I don't know how to put it. Not i the, it's sort of like she sees my husband as I'm trying to find the words of today's society that are going to come out right. And I can't think of them. She sees them as more of the male, like the male and the cat. What do they call it? The Oh, I can't think of it. The thing they call when cats... I can't think of the, the word. When cats are in a group, there's a word for it. And I think that she sees him as... The person she's got to kiss up to is essentially what it is. Clouder, that's it. So is she part main Coon? I kind of think it's more... I think she's Norwegian forest cat. The two of them can be hard to determine. But she's got more of the traits of a Norwegian forest, actually. Yeah, she is a beautiful girl, but she's got a bit of a temper. So, yeah, kind of like that, that alpha male. And my husband also doesn't... She will mess with me because she knows... she I mean, I'm a softie, and so she won't mess with my husband as much. I mean, not that he's mean or anything, but hes he doesn't tolerate some of the behaviors that she might... Display. <laughs> I think it's clouder as opposed to pack. So yeah. So there was something else. Yeah. Okay. So I was talking about the. Okay. So they show. Yeah. So this was something I also didn't show you. Dogs that have a similar mix of Cheyenne. This is what they might look like. She looks nothing like these dogs. So it's just really funny that she's so fuzzy and cute and everything. The interesting thing about Cheyenne though, is that her brother is also, she's got two siblings that are like short hair, more like this one, like Lenny Lou over here, and or Hazel. She's got a brother and a sister like that. And then she has a brother that we saw a picture of, we never like connected, but is furrier and has like a mixture of colors. So I think that her mom may, there may have been two dads with that, with that litter. as does happen sometimes. So her mom was very popular. Yeah, so low ALT activity. That's what it was. She's likely to have that. It's not a health condition. It's just her baseline is low. So you have to keep that in mind. So they do give you these insights. So I I have to say, I feel like at the end of the day that this was worth doing. I knew that Kane's gut was off, but I wanted to see the extent of it a little bit more in detail, and I wanted to be able to share it with the vet so we could be more specific about what we were going to do with him. So it was worth it to me to to buy that extra test for the the gut microbiome. Yeah, he's her her backpack daddy. So I don't know. Nobody else here has mentioned that you did these tests. I might be the only the only crazy person who does all this stuff. My husband was a little less into this than I was, I will say. I don't know. I think it's all very interesting and I like to know all about them. So I wanted to find all this out. I think I pretty much, oh, and I wanted to mention too, like a, this is a very, this is not an in-depth animal communication episode, but uh, I am an animal communicator, so for me, I'm always curious, like, how do we apply that? How does that come into play? I'm always thinking about that animal communication, being understanding what your pet is feeling and what they're thinking. And it, I think it's very interesting to see, to think about, does it matter that you communicate with them? Can it potentially change a predisposition in their personality and I I do think that you because of just the nature of animal communication because you're better understanding your animal and what they're like you're understanding them better like with people if you just communicate and you understand a person better you're going to have a better relationship you're going to be able to work out things that might be even problematic but make the relationship stronger and better so I feel like with these, I, I think that you can do that with animal communication. Now, is it going to affect a predisposition of their breed, what what they come in with their DNA? Not necessarily. They're going to be who they are on some level, no matter what. So part of Cain's the work we have with Kane is to always be kind of repeatedly working with him around. He wants to be dominant. He wants to be alpha. He wants, he's German Shepherd. He wants to, that collie part is pretty, it doesn't really, they're both herding dogs. So it doesn't really manifest in any particular way for him. I don't think it, I don't think it waters him down as far as like his alpha German Shepherdness. So we're constantly having to work with him around some of his personality things that we can appreciate are part of his breed, but maybe they don't always, they're not always exactly what we would like. So, oh, well, your staffy has a little problem with the gut. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I always kind of, my disclaimer is I'm not a vet, so I don't diagnose or treat, but I can certainly talk about my experience. And I have had a lot of training because of the work I do with acupressure and massage and just working with animals through the years. I don't know if you've tried just some probiotics to help with, that's that can often be helpful. Um, just making sure it's a good one, a good brand. So any questions about this? Uh, is there anything maybe I left out that people are wondering about these tests that I didn't talk about? if there's anything in my tabs here because everything ended up being in line. I mean, I think one of the other things that I, that it kind of has me just thinking about is like in a Chinese medicine perspective with acupressure, we're always looking to balance and that's kind of the whole thing about that is that you're basically trying to support the body to balance itself. So as far as, for instance, Cheyenne's liver levels, having that predisposition to them being tested as lower, to me, that's just something that I'm going to be more mindful of. It would be something I might include in her acupressure is, is liver points. And then, of course, with Kane, had I not already been working on his gut stuff, I would have begun to incorporate that as part of his acupressure the work I do with him on with stomach meridian and, and things around that, kind of incorporating that. So I think that it can be very helpful from that perspective too, just to incorporating it into their whatever regime you're using. We usually talk about holistic here. I am not against Western medicine. I just think it's as needed. But more here, we're talking about how to prevent issues and do what we can holistically. So after something like that, which she's been through, I would actually, without getting, it's hard to kind of say without doing an assessment or pulling out specific, if one thing you can, I will say with issues like that, where they're potentially losing consciousness and it's always important to get them to the vet. I'm not saying to not do that, but this point here, right under the nose. Is really good for an animal or a human that might be losing has lost consciousness if you're trying to to bring them back that's a good point but as far as right now I think being really gentle work with her right now I would I do have my playlist with some acupressure well quite a few acupressure points on there and I think that would be helpful to go look at but I would even just do some nice energy work. Just rub your hands together, set your intention to be really present with her and calming for yourself too, because when we do energy work with our pets, it helps us to feel like we have something we can do and helps to give us some sense of, like you have some, it's important to feel like you have agency, something you can contribute, something we can do for them in these situations so and it just being very quiet and present with her and then just putting your hands on either side of her uh, back like along the shoulder and just gently putting your hands there and just sending her love and light it's a little different than petting but it's just being more intentional and communicating with her just letting her know that you're there for her being present to her. Something you also could do is some tea touch. I had Linda Tellington Jones on here a while back. It's been a while, but if you go on the in the playlist and look for tea touch, it's basically doing like little circles. And it's amazing what these circles can do on the body. Yeah, there's a library on here with all this stuff. And then also just take advantage of anything I have. I have a free classes on Animal Intuitive animalintuitiveacademy.podia. It's in the description. .podia.com. I have a free 90-minute class for communication. That's kind of a, you know, with what's going on, it's like a shorter way to connect in with her. It's a lighter class. Um, oh. Oh. So stressed, yeah. Um, her head is stressed backwards from it. Well, I hope. D- did the vet, what are they, right? What else is going on? Is she being given any kind of medication or, um, but um, I mean, you could do some light massage. I wouldn't do anything too heavy-duty even if i'm going to work with an animal that's had medical things going on i always get uh, clearance from the vet to work with them but some nice light massage to help with that like tension would be good the thing about the issues that she's having. I don't know where. I don't want to give you too much direction because I don't want to overstep my boundaries with a stroke. You don't, I don't know where that is in the body. If she's got a clot that we don't want to cause anything to happen anymore. So you could also check with the vet too and just ask them if they feel it's okay for her to have massage. Okay. So you've been doing massage. Okay. And she has cushions. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry that you're going through that that's really difficult I know Um, I'm really keeping you in my prayers for her lady so yeah there's a lot going on Um, it's not easy when our pets aren't feeling well at all it's so hard uh, I'm glad that you're here and this is a very supportive community. I think all of us were are similar probably in the way we react. We're just we just want them to feel better. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do it, do it. You know what to do if it's the right thing to take her. So, yeah, and uh that, yeah, that's where you can get that free class. Right now I'm keeping the class on the Podia website. It's like a not on my own website but you can get to it through my website, which is intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. That will always be a way to access my classes. It has a link to get there. just My website can't hold all that information. You have to do it on a separate website, so teaching website. So, well, I would love to hear if people end up watching this in the replay and they've had some interesting results from there, from doing these tests, I'd love to hear it. I think it's pretty fascinating. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. She is starting to wreak havoc. She's starting to climb all over things. So I'm going to go, but I will be back probably not next week, but I'm kind of spacing these out a little bit right now because I've had a lot going on, but I'm trying to get back on here a little bit more consistently. So I will be in touch and always check the comments. I always read those. So feel free to put anything after this in the comments if you have a question or anything. And everybody take care and be safe and God bless. Thank you.